podcast time. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, what time is it? It All Adds Up, the podcast that saves you all the money on all the things. Okay, welcome to the 42nd episode of It All Adds Up. I'm Lizzie, and today I'm joined by my brother, John. What's up? So this is our 10th episode of season five, and this is our hodgepodge season, where we're talking about how you can save money on a bunch of different miscellaneous items. And so far, we've discussed yard work, cleaning supplies, furniture, pets, toys, electronic devices, books, eyewear, and personal hygiene products. Our last episode on personal hygiene products covered everything from toothpaste to soap to sunscreen. So it mainly focused on products we use on the outside of our bodies to maintain good health through cleanliness. And today, we're going to focus on products that affect our health by working inside our bodies. So things like medicine and dietary supplements. Now, investments in personal hygiene products, medicines, and dietary supplements are important if they are contributing to your health. So please, always listen to your doctor's advice with these products. Today, we're just going to highlight some spending habits and potential ways for savings. Exactly. But your doctor's orders come first. So let's take a look at medicine. Purchasing medicine that your doctor prescribes to you can be extremely important to improve or maintain your health. And in the U.S., doctors prescribe a lot of medicine, almost 6 billion prescriptions per year. So the average person pays about $1,200 per year on prescription medication. But remember, this is important money to spend if it improves your health. And many diseases and illnesses are unavoidable, but some sickness and the need for medication can be prevented with certain lifestyle decisions. For example, eating healthy plant-based diets without added sugar and without processed foods decreases your chances of being diagnosed with things like heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and obesity. You can check out our season about food for great tips on eating healthy foods that reduce both your spending on food and your long-term health care expenses. In particular, our What's for Dinner episode will help you save money on food and medicine. But instead of turning solely to food for healthy nutrient intake, people are increasingly purchasing dietary supplements. Almost 75% of adults in the U.S. use at least one dietary supplement, and the average American spends over $100 per year on supplements like multivitamins, probiotics, and protein powder. If you are deficient in certain nutrients, dietary supplements can be important to maintain good health. In the U.S., nutrient deficiency is most common with those who are picky eaters and those who don't have access to a reasonable variety of food. Those without good food access could include people that live in food deserts or even people that don't pack food for really long work shifts and frequently turn to vending machine food. In general, if you have access to a reasonable variety of food, you likely don't need dietary supplements. But the most common nutrients that Americans might be deficient in are dietary fiber, calcium, vitamin D, potassium, and iron. And many of these nutrient levels can be met by eating an appropriate amount of vegetables intact whole grains, fruits, and legumes. But for vitamin D, there aren't a ton of natural food sources that contain it besides some mushrooms and seafood. So if you don't get enough vitamin D through sun exposure, it can be helpful to take a vitamin D supplement. Many Americans also consume protein supplements. But if you look at the numbers, you'll see that the average American already consumes more than twice the recommended daily allowance, or RDA, for protein. 
And it's important to understand that the RDA numbers for all nutrients already have safety buffers built in. The RDA meets or exceeds the dietary nutritional needs of 97.5% of healthy people. So this means that even if the average American eats less than the RDA for protein, they'll most likely still meet their personal nutrient requirements. So you can use the RDA as guidance, but your personal nutrient needs depend on things like age, gender, body type, and exercise habits. The National Health Institute's website has more detailed tables that list recommendations based on your age and gender. And a way to know if you are nutrient deficient is to see if you have symptoms related to certain deficiencies. But some symptoms do have delays. For example, it could take up to a decade to realize the symptoms of B12 deficiencies. You could also log your food intake in an app like Chronometer that shows you your nutrient intake. If you log accurately, you'll see how your intake compares to the RDA. But remember that being below the RDA does not necessarily mean you're deficient. You should consult a nutritionist for expert advice. But anyway, back to protein supplements. So the primary reasons Americans provide for taking protein supplements are for weight loss and muscle building. So the best way to lose weight is to lower your calorie intake, and the best way to build muscle is to exercise. Studies show that over 90% of muscle mass comes from exercise alone. And muscle builders are usually already consuming more calories because they're exercising so much. So by consuming three to 5,000 calories per day, their protein intake is typically much higher than the RDA anyway. And it's worth noting that any excess protein that can't be used in your body breaks down and is stored as fat or carbs. So exercise is great for building muscle and bone strength. So the more you exercise now, the less you'll have to worry about breaking bones as you age. So all of this is to say that most Americans that eat reasonably varied diets are likely meeting their recommended daily nutrient intake. And if you're getting all the nutrients you need through a healthy diet, you can save money by not paying for dietary supplements. And if you do decide to take something like a multivitamin, you don't need to take any that provide more than 100% of the RDA. Anything higher than 100% and you're probably just paying for expensive pee. Okay, quick recap. All right, so every year, the average American spends over $1,200 on prescription medication and over $100 on dietary supplements. Damn. Following your doctor's prescriptions is important in maintaining and improving your health. And certain dietary supplements can help people with nutrient deficiencies. Hell yeah. But it could be financially and healthily advantageous to frequently eat healthy foods and exercise to potentially avoid needing some medications and supplements in the first place. Regardless, it's best to eat a healthy, plant-based diet, to exercise daily, and to follow the advice and prescriptions from your doctor. Hell yeah. And keep in mind that the savings from this episode depend on your personal health, how many medications and dietary supplements you use, and how you eat and exercise. But even if these financial savings can seem small, just remember, it all adds up. And be sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is italladsuppodcast. Our website is italladsuppodcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at italladsuppodcast. And a huge shout out to John for handling all of the audio work for this podcast. Follow his bands by searching Stray Tuesday or Mother of Earl on Spotify and Apple Music. Protein, more like protein.